this week we've learned that even the greats can stumble. And we're going to talk all about it as we cover the new Studio Ghibli movie, The Boy and the Heron, this week on Shonen and Suds. It's festive. Do you smell the mint, the cocoa, the pine? Cody! 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 <laughs> we're back for the for the get the you hear the bells jingling ring ting tingling we're, we're here for the holiday edition brother that is right chris we are coming to you guys live on uh on christmas day because we are uh, on christmas day that's right we don't we chris I, I i know i've probably said this 10 times on the podcast my family on christmas day we don't do anything because we've already done it mm-hmm. all so you know no uh you know presents have been opened stockings have been unwrapped you know all, all that all that jazz um, been unstuffed unstuffed yeah i kind of said that backwards but you know you got what i meant you know if, you yeah well, absolutely it, you flipped it out to get all the reese's peanut butter cups out of the bottom and um uh, the, the lifesavers book you know yeah all, all that good stuff but yeah we are here for the holiday edition sure. of shonen and suds um i know we've been a we've been a little bit hit or miss on our on our weekly schedule but you know we've been busy boys chris holidays brother yeah. holidays have just been busy busy yeah yeah, and I'm sure everybody right. at home understands, but Chris, we are back for uh, our 52nd movie review here. Can you believe oh, that? Oh man, and it's a, I can, and it's a shame too because I really wanted this one to be good. But we'll, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse. 52 movies, Christmas Day, Cody. What's not to love? Oh man, it's exciting. It's definitely exciting. Um, but but you know, indeed, we're... and kind of like you. No, no. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Yo, go you ahead. got it. You I'm, had I'm the just, transition. I'm just, I'm just all. I'm just all... Yeah, brother, I'm just all I'm just all jazzed up, brother. I'm all jazzed up. But um, no, much like you, I am. Um, you know, me and my wife don't really do anything on Christmas. We don't really, you know, we don't really. I don't want to say we don't, but it's true. We don't really celebrate Christmas. We just kind of do our own thing. Um, gee, I, and I'm working today technically, which involves me walking over to my laptop and jiggling my mouse to make sure it doesn't go idle every <laughs> once in a while. Um. And she went up to go visit her family today, so I'm just kind of, brother, I'm just crumb bumming it today. I heard that, Chris. I hear that. I'm, I got all my holiday candy and snacks and games, and I got that's Chris, right. I got the new Mortal Kombat, so I'm gonna be uh, jamming that oh, later baby. today. Um, bum, 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 yeah. bum, 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 Definitely excited bum, to see how that is. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I am Cody Snodgrass. And of course, I'm Chris Adams. Happy holidays to you all. And like we said, we are going to be covering The Boy and the Heron, which, uh, you know, that'll kind of transition us kind of right into the news there, Cody. Because, I mean, we, we obviously we both went to go see it this week. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, spoilers ahead. Uh, we'll go ahead and call it yes. here. Um, if you guys haven't seen The Boy and the Heron and you're planning to, go ahead and stop the tape. Um and, uh, you know, come back after you go see it, or, you know, if, if you're waiting for it to come out, you know, just come back to this episode down the road. Wish you a happy holidays, all that jazz. Um, Indeed. Enjoy your popcorn and your soda, which, I mean, Cody, as much as I hate to say it, the popcorn was the best part of the experience. I can concur, Chris. Uh, well, I, I, maybe it was second best because <laughs> my lady brought in some uh, McChickens with her. Cause I, I left straight from oh, yeah. He's like, I'm yeah. going to grab oh, McDonald's. Yeah. We're just going to sneak it in my purse. I'm like, I'm in. I'm like, but we're still getting popcorn, Hell I yeah. believe. <laughs> so don't <laughs> sneaking in the Dons, brother. Yeah. So I like, love it. Snuck in some Dons. It was great. Popcorn was great. Soda <laughs> was always great. Movie, um The whole movie leaves a little bit to be desired. Yeah. But, but we, you know, we're, we're gonna get into that. Um the movie's still doing, you know, speaking of news, the movie's still doing very well. Um 
doing better than fucking Aquaman, that's for sure. I mean, that's... I feel like that's easy pickings, but, you know, it, it is what it is. It premiered at number one, and obviously after that it kind of dropped down from there. Um, mm-hmm. I think the big movies right now are probably like Wonka and Godzilla, um, which Godzilla I also yeah, saw this. And, uh, Color Purple's big one this holiday. Color Purple, Wonka, Godzilla are kind of the big ones right now. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Godzilla earlier, brother. How was it? Oh, man, it's it's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but good things, man. I, well, I wish we'd have seen that instead. And we, that's, the, that's the movie we were reviewing this week. Because, uh, you know, there is a Godzilla anime on Netflix, Cody. I don't know if you've watched it, but that's also really fucking good. I have not, but I, you know, it's definitely one of the ones that we we can choose from whenever we finally get a poll, Chris. Once we get caught up on all of our, uh, <laughs> the problem is there's just so much anime that's continuing from stuff we've watched previously. But eventually, we'll get to a poll probably here in a couple weeks. Well, and then shit, man, 2024 has got nothing but bangers coming out apparently. So yeah, we're getting My Hero. I think another season of Demon yeah. Slayer. Um, uh, season one of Go Go Loser Ranger. Oh, so much. Yeah. Yeah, can't forget the old go-go loser Other. ranger. Um, That's right. Yeah, uh, Godzilla but, is fantastic. If you guys haven't seen that, I would highly recommend it. If if you're choosing between, if you're debating, you know, you you just got your Fandango gift card or your AMC gift card mm-hmm. or whichever whichever theater you go to, um, pick Godzilla over the boy and the heron. Um, yeah, it's both yeah, movies a shame because. Uh, well, it's like, and both these movies are doing incredible on like, you know, your IMDb's, your Rotten Tomatoes. One of them is well deserving, and the other one is. Uh... Yeah, yeah. I, and and I think, and and we'll dive into this a little bit more when we start talking about the movie. I love Studio Ghibli. I am a big Miyazaki fan. This just wasn't it. It happens. The man has the man finally struck out. Yeah, and and after what forty plus year career, eh, you know what he was due. So that's why, like, I didn't care for this movie. But I'm not gonna put, I'm not putting Ghibli or him in the doghouse for like one fucking. Like, this is their first miss, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it's not like you know the next Studio Ghibli movie that comes out. I'm still gonna go see it in theaters. Um, I sure but, will. I'll be there. But I think this one's probably. And my... I don't regret going to see this one. Yeah, I mean he's he's earned that right. I mean we and we followed the the rules that he he laid out, Chris. It was just look at the movie yeah. poster and go see the movie. Now, granted, we know the movie, the title changed from the Japanese title because we knew it was How Do You Live, and then mm-hmm. of, course, of course there's a title change, which I don't really understand the title change. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's just to I don't know, make it seem more like family friendly or something for Americans. I don't I don't know the I don't understand the title. Yeah, change. I mean uh, that's. That sounds about right, but yeah, I don't, I don't, I, yeah, I mean, when I, when I, after watching the movie, the English name or the Western name for the movie truly doesn't make too, you know, all that much sense. Well, like the, the boy and the heron, like, yes, there's a boy and yes, there's a heron. Sure. But like, <laughs> how do you, that's live, it, they nailed how, it. How do you live kind of more embodies at least the beginning of the movie? Um, <clears throat> where we, we see a kid who's kind of dealing yeah. with grief and like, doesn't want to go to school and stuff like that. And then how he kind of like, mm-hmm sort of overcomes it, but it kind of gets a little messy, and of course, we'll dive into all that. Right. Um, All while we're in the early, you know, Japan's entering World War II as the, pretty much the backdrop of the entire movie. So there's a a lot happening 
you know, in the background as far as this movie goes. But, you know, again, we're we're putting the cart before the horse, Cody. You know, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the other thing, Chris, which I've I've been watching this week, just because I'm trying to get a little bit ahead as far as podcast stuff goes. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, that way I can just hop on record and you know take a take a week off essentially. Um, right. So I, I finished up Vinland Saga season two. Um, we're going to cover that next mm-hmm. week. Uh, I also finished up the Yu Yu Hakusho live action, which it debuted at number one on the non English Netflix, like everywhere but mm-hmm. here. <laughs> Maybe a few and it's been left. steady in the top ten for English Netflix too, so it's 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 not not being watched if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's you know now that I finished it, I I expected mm-hmm. it to be way worse. Um, I That's good to hear. To just you know just completely dread watching it. It's definitely you know it's it's not the, it's no Alita, but it's definitely not it's not like Death Note or anything like that. It's much okay. It's definitely like one of the better ones that I've seen, even though it is ex- okay, like extremely condensed, and I don't want to spoil much mm-hmm. of it. Um, it's a five-episode, <laughs> like, hour-long episodes. Okay. So, um, very condensed Ooh. version. They skip a lot of things. Um, but I think, I don't, I didn't dislike it. I thought, I, like I said, you know, Chris, we go in with our expectations at the floor when it comes to live actions. Oh, yeah. And this one, I... I, I didn't hate it, which is good. That's a that's a good sign for me. Um, well, and that's good to know. That's very good to know. So that um, I'm not gonna dread watching it as I had kind of have been this whole time. I was prepared to go in just good and schnookered before I start watching it, but now I can just I can just steadily sip a drink while I you know while I watch. Yeah, it was a very odd week, Chris. You know, I I expected to hate this and love the Studio Ghibli movie, and it's. The roles have reversed, mm-hmm. and I don't. Maybe I'm just, you know, I'm sure there's people that are listening to this that are like, "You're on drugs. What are you thinking?" <laughs> um, but mm-hmm. you know, we'll talk about both of them here in the next coming weeks. We're gonna do. Uh, obviously, today we're covering the Boy and the Heron. Next week we're doing um, the part two of Inland Saga season two, and then we'll do the Yu Yu Hakusho live action the following week. Um, and then after that, uh, probably have a poll somewhere in there. Maybe. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe we'll do a poll next week because uh you know we'll be heading into 2024 with uh you know maybe some anime resolutions. I don't know. There's so much going on. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely get it all all sorted out. And then Chris, you know, early January, I get to I get to fly to your side of the country and uh, kick it with the boys. Gotta come on down. That's right. We're gonna we're, we're we're already digging a hole from the back of the LGS to Sharkies, so we can have the direct <laughs> the direct line to all the Coors Lights and all the all the stubbies and all the BLs we can drink, brother. Exactly, love that. But yeah, definitely excited about that. That's probably the you know number one thing uh, that I'm excited for uh, in 2024. Um, yeah. Same. Obviously, it's also like same, same, it's also same. just like a few weeks into 2024, so it's it's fresh in the <laughs> mind. Um, Exactly. Yeah, decided to kick it with the boys and go to the east side, the east coast for once, you know. Um, that's right. That's right. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news, I believe. I'm just taking one last glance here through. Um, yeah, and, uh, and the only thing I need to know, Cody, did you get all of the trucks and dinosaurs you asked for for Christmas? Did you get the USS G.I. Joe USS flag? Chris, I sure did. I got every. I got. Hell yeah. Honestly, this year, Chris, I asked for a bunch of books. Um, which may sound weird because mm-hmm. you know I hate reading. No, not um, at all. But I, I asked for a bunch of Final Fantasy books, and I got a mm-hmm. shit ton, Chris. I got the cookbook, I got manga, I got fucking art books. Oh got, hell yeah! 
we got it all. So, and then I got some actual novels that I'll have to read at some point. But perfect. Uh, yeah, I got all the trucks and dinosaurs. Um, it was great. It was it was Hell a good time. Yeah. Uh, got to kick it with pops. Got to kick it with the family. It was great. Good good times. Hope Love hope that. hope you and Sam had a. You know, I know you you guys aren't aren't the big. You know, you guys don't celebrate the holiday nearly as as much. But I hope you guys had a good one. Um, however, yeah, man, we've been we're just chilling. Chilling. We both. I mean, we've both pretty much just been working. So I mean, we're just really we're just hanging out, man. That's good though. That's but good. Uh, I mean, been, we do been, a lot of our stuff. I say you've been no, busy. Ahead, I'm sorry. You, you've been busy, so it's good. It's good just even to be able to kick it and spend some time with with the lady, you know. No, absolutely, and um, like we typically do a lot of our like holiday stuff because next weekend we're going to Ohio to visit like her extended family. That's like the big family get together, oh, okay. and. Well, because it's it's always like at the end of December, so like like January, like it, what am I trying to say? Like over the next couple of weeks is when we're gonna do like all of our holiday stuff. Like all the bullshit's done. Like we can just not worry about like the phony Christmas spirit that goes around. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, that's good. Good to get to see some of the extended family. Yeah, yeah it'll be a good time. We haven't. Uh, this will be the first time we've gone up there for. Christmas since you know since the before times, huh. so it'll be, it'll be it'll be nice. It'll be absolutely nice. And if you're a first time listener to the before times is pre COVID, so just so everyone knows yeah. at home, if you, if you're new here, <laughs> that's yeah, right. That's awesome, man. I hope you guys have a good time um, and, and enjoy it, man. Um, it's always yeah, good getting to see the that. family. You know, once or twice a year. Anything more than that, it's like all right. I've had enough. Of you. Yeah, you don't want to overdo it. Yeah, you definitely don't want to overdo it because they get real old real quick. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, but, of course. Of course, we're just, we kid, we kid, sort of. Uh, <laughs> sort of. Got a couple aunts and uncles. You know, it's like, oh man. Uh, that's right. But yeah, Chris, let's uh, let's go ahead and shift gears here, man. I I got all these. I got some holiday drinks too, Chris. I didn't just get books and dinosaurs. <laughs> Brother, hell yeah! Well, then, then I need to know, Cody. You need to let not just the people at home know, but you need to let your boy know what you're drinking. All right, Chris. That was not a that was not an alcoholic can crack. That was a uh, was rip a major melon Mountain Dew, which I'm gonna pour. Ooh, on top of some uh, mm. some Tito's vodka here. Which... Okay, I'm a big fan of Tito's. Yeah. Oh, look at that. This is lovely. American made. This hey, is Texas. I've never made uh, Tito's with this watermelon Mountain Dew. Um, I know I'm. I, I may be one of the only remaining people that actually enjoys this watermelon Mountain Dew because most people don't like it, but I enjoy it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm just doing a nice Tito's and Major Melon Mountain Dew today, Chris. That is what I am enjoying. Wait, you take that. You take that sip. Let oh, me yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Does it does it dance on the tongue? Does it have a nice nice melony mouth feel? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it, it is. It is. Very refreshing, honestly. That's pretty good, especially Chris. Because primo. You know, we didn't talk about it, but I don't know about where you're at, Chris. It's it's like 60 degrees outside right now. It's it's like in the 50s here. Like it's a considering how cold it's been the last few days. Like it it feels good. Like I'm like when I went out to take my dog out for a walk this morning, I just put on a hoodie. I was like, oh, this is this is fine. Brother, yesterday I I went rolled into Christmas Eve shorts and a t-shirt. I was like. What's going on? <laughs> I walked outside. I'm like, this is great. <laughs> this is great. It's a global warming, man. I tell you what. Hang those jeans back up in the closet. I don't need you for another week. That's right. <laughs> Damn right. 
Um, Damn right. But yeah, it's a it's a little odd when it's not, you know, at least a, a tad cold. I feel like we've had like a couple warm yeah, Christmases recently, and. I'm telling you, man, that's that's the that's just the uh, the end times are upon us, brother. That is right. Well, Chris, we gotta <laughs> we gotta finish up all our drinks and all of our anime so we can. That's right. <laughs> right off into the sunset. That's right. Uh, but yeah, Chris, that's what, damn right. That's what I'm drinking—a nice major melon and Tito's. Uh, what about you, buddy? What are you drinking today? Well, let me uh, let me get down here so you can hear it. Oh, I heard I heard I heard some aluminum cracking, or maybe oh, it was maybe, baby. You sure did. Maybe it was a glass. Little pop top, I don't know. It was it was the aluminium baby, because uh, we are you know like I said, Cody, I'm trying to get back into the you know having myself some delicious stouts and some more craft options, and well, that's what I've got today. So I've got another stout here. One, it's um, I've never had this one before. I bought this four pack specifically to have for the podcast. So. I'm drinking a beer from Definitive Brewing Company. They're out of Portland, Maine. And this beer is called Stuffed. It is a double milk stout, which is just an imperial milk stout, uh, usually double or imperial. It's just a uh, just the, the moniker they give something that's higher in alcohol, higher gravity, just a bigger body beer. Um, and a milk stout is just usually made with lactose. Um, just another good source of um, uh, adds a lot of sweetness, a little bit of uh, like I want to say it's a, another um, it's fermentable if I'm not mistaken. I'm a little little rusty on the uh, on my on my milk stout knowledge, oh, that's, but that's all right. it's also made. But it's not it's not just a milk stout, Cody. It's made with chocolate sandwich cookies, which is saying Oreos without using the name Oreo. Ooh. We love that. Yeah, so I'm I'm enjoying an Oreo milk stout. Let's go ahead and get this. Uh, let's go ahead. And, we're, we're gonna take this is a, this is first time. You're, you're getting this live. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> mm. the, the nose, you get the, you definitely get the sweetness. Chocolatey, a little roasty. Let's uh, let's get that sip. Nice uh, nice thick, oh, nice was- thick uh, you know, tan head on there. Nice little tooth. Got some got some viscosity to it. <laughs> That was the live sniff. That wasn't even the sip. This was the sip right here. Oh, oh, brother! Talk to me, goose. That. Oh shit. That tastes like if you take two Oreos and just stuff them in your mouth. Like put one, like I got chipmunk eating some nuts. Just take two <laughs> Oreos, just jam them in your cheeks, and just let them sit there for a while. That's what that tastes like. Sounds sounds perfect. <laughs> yeah, with some nice roasty notes. It's nice and roasty on the back end. It's definitely, you know, I, I've actually I actually pulled it out about twenty minutes ago because beers like this you absolutely do not, under any circumstance, want to drink cold because once it gets up to that cellar temperature, uh, or you know, you know, by right around fifty-five degrees is ideally where you want it. Um, all of those flavors are going to come out. Like you don't, you're, you're not going to get a whole lot of it while it's cold. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things I always try to tell people if you're into beer, certain stouts, like anything that has like big flavors, any kind of additives, you really want to let that thing kind of warm up a little bit. So all those flavors start to bloom. Um, okay. But man, that's the stuff. And like it, and that's like the it. stuff. You see what I did there? It's called stuff. That's the, buff the stuff over here. <laughs> Night. Mm, Nothing wrong with delicious. a nice Christmas beer lesson from our boy Chris Adams. We love that. That's right. Let me see what uh, let me see what the alcohol content on this old boy is. That's what that's what I didn't see. 
Uh, only 7.2, so pretty pretty tame, you know, for an Imperial Milk Stout. Oh, usually, uh, big stouts like this weigh in usually around 9, 10%, sometimes as high as 12 or 14. But uh, 7.2, 7.2 is very admirable. Yeah, no, definitely. No, Chris. But you know what isn't admirable, Cody? <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I can't ruin the transition. Tell me, Chris. Unfortunately, Miyazaki's latest outing. It's a uh, boy howdy. It's it's a miss. It is it's a miss, and I I'm 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 bummed that it's a miss. Oh, it's heartbreaking, man. Um, but you know, of course, we're we're gonna dive into that, Chris. I do have to tell you, the other night we had some of some friends mm-hmm. over um, for our little. Mm-hmm. I, I, some of us pass out presents, and but mostly we're just there to drink, yeah. and, drink and have a good time. Of course, and um, that's what the season is truly about. Man, I managed to find some soju up at the old liquor store, and uh, oh hell yeah, soju boy! The sa- same brand that we had down in Florida. Um, grabbed a few bottles of the strawberry. Stuff's so good. Oh man, oh man, we got we got to get I, some whenever I that's, I fly out. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, that's what I'm saying, dude. You said you were looking forward to, you know, hanging out in January. I'm just looking forward to whatever, whenever the inevitable Florida event is, because we're going to try to get the same Airbnb, though I fully expect the short shot to just kind of be nailed against the wall at this point, because it's <laughs> going to be so busted. But you, 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 we're going to got to go to the banger hanger to get the get the KBB and, uh, you know, the, the Applebee's across the parking lot. That's that's what I'm waiting for. Yeah, the two all, for one chilies. All of our That's meals. how I start off my year. To me, April is New Year's. Chris, all of our meals are already planned. Like, I don't want anybody yes. to come up to us and be like, "Hey, do you want to go to this?" No. Nope. <laughs> We've got a schedule. Okay. <laughs> yes, we 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 got Korean barbecue this night. We're gonna get drunk at Applebee's this day. We're gonna get something over here this day. It's chilies, Applebee's, Korean barbecue. Goddamn right. There it is. <laughs> That's, that's maybe medieval times if we can work it in. Yeah, if we can, if we can work it in. Uh, maybe you know. Um, if we have a re- if we have a reason to celebrate, if we have a reason to celebrate, we'll go to medieval times. That is right. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I, I, right. there, there's got to be one on on the schedule. I'm sure we'll find out probably in the coming months. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. We've put it off long enough. I think it's time to talk yeah. about this movie, The Boy and the Heron. Um, you got, do we have a tale of the tape this this Christmas morning? Well, let's uh, let's uh, let's go ahead and yoke it up. Hold on one second. Yeah, let's take a look. Boy in the Heron, obviously, uh, released uh, 2023. This came out December 8th, 2023. I want to say at least here in the States, or was this a global release? I'm honestly not sure. Yeah, that was just here in the States. It came out in Japan, okay. um, looks like July 14th. So. Okay. Quite a, while, quite a ways back, which is usually how how these movies go. Usually yeah, Japan gets them, uh, and then we get them a couple months later. Uh, yeah, continue. Please. Exactly, but uh, yeah. So I mean, this is his. Oh, my work computer slowing me down for a second. Oh, what you'll like? have to you'll have to pick up my slack, Cody. My my tape is losing its viscosity. You mean his uh, Hayao Miyazaki's movie list? Oh man. Yes. Sheesh. This Let's has got to be. <laughs> But it's actually um so but what's cool about this is it's actually um there's a novel that was written back in the 30s that has the same name but it's not it's it's not based on anything but I guess I, I don't understand you know again maybe um 
maybe herons mean something in that culture, or you know Miyazaki hates birds. That's all I know. Yeah, if there's one thing I've learned from this movie, it's that he hates birds. Uh, this is his 15th um, feature film. 15th feature Where film. he was the writer on. There's Okay. Now he's got a multitude of short films. There's a few where he was only executive producer, such as Only Yesterday and Pompoko. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously he had work on, like, The Cat Returns and Tales from Earthsea and... You know, he, he's mm-hmm. he's had his hand in a bunch of things. Pause. That sounded terrible. Yeah, a lot um, of soups. Yeah. <laughs> Thank he's you. had his hands in a lot of soups, as it were. There we go. There we go. But yeah, his 15th feature-length film where he was, I believe, the writer and the director. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Man, Chris- obviously this movie has a star-studded cast. You know, we got Dave Bautista, Florence Pugh, Willem Dafoe, Robert Pattinson putting, in, putting on a masterful performance. Yeah, Robert Pattinson went hard. If if you saw this sub, Christian Bale, just great, 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 like just a great ensemble cast for this movie. Yeah, and I'm sure the subbed version, which obviously we both saw the dubbed version, I'm sure the subbed version is great yep. as well. But man, Robert Pattinson really uh, <laughs> put, <laughs> I don't even know how to describe his performance. It was just great. Brother, he, like, he, gave, he gave it his all. I, I didn't even know he was the heron because I, I, obviously Chris, we did this the the proper way. We went in blind without knowing anything. Yeah, um, ice cold. So I found out it was Robert Pattinson after the movie. Um, mm-hmm. well, yeah. no, I, I take that back. I knew it was him going into the movie. Okay, okay. Well, because I I just, I just seen a glimpse that like Robert Pattinson like plays the he plays the heron. I I didn't know what the voice sounded like at all. So I was when I saw that was him, I was like, whoa. Wait a minute. Yeah, when he first came out, it was Mahito. I'm like, what the? F-? <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely killed it. Um, the the cast did great. Obviously, animation wise, it was fantastic. The music it was beautiful, beautiful to watch. Yeah, music was great, but unfortunately, we got to talk about uh the story. Yeah. That's the kind of the thing we break well, down and, here. And well, and I'm glad you said that because Cody, the I don't even like we know where to begin. But then it just kind of becomes this disjointed mess throughout the movie. Um, like, I was like, Cody, I was paying attention, like, hard in this movie. Like, I'm sitting forward, like, hand on my chin. Like, I put the popcorn down, and I couldn't figure out what the fuck was going on in this movie. Like, and ultimately, now that I'm a few days removed from it, I genuinely feel like we're we just met, there's 30 minutes of this movie we just didn't get like spread out throughout throughout this movie because like what was happening just made zero sense like I I don't know like I I genuinely don't know how to describe what I watched but it wasn't coherent and I know a lot of people love to say oh it's that whimsical Miyazaki symbolism no it's fucking not We've seen what that looks like. This is not that. Yeah. This is just like most. I don't know what this is. Like most Miyazaki films, there there is some of that moments where it's like there's some whimsical nonsense. Like Mm -hmm. I don't. A a good example is like how the fish are like the ocean and Ponyo with the one part, and it's like yeah, sure we can we can forgive that, right? Mm -hmm. But. This movie, I think outside of like the opening like 30 to 40 minutes, like the moment Mahito goes into like 
uh, the portal to the other world or the door to the other world, whatever you want to call it. Well, like the minute he, not not even that. It's like the moment he sinks into the floor, and like the 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 tower masters up at the top, and like I was I was like, okay, well, who's that guy? Clearly, that's the great uncle or whatever. But then the movie does not make any sense until the credits just abruptly roll. Yeah, and which is kind of a bummer because, you know, we're going to talk, I guess we could just kind of start in on the plot here, Chris, um, because the first, like, 30 minutes, it's, like, a very easy-to-follow movie, and, like... Yeah, it's it's a sad... You, you kind of get the setup for the character, because what I'm finding is, in a lot of his movies, Cody, where, you know, where a child is the main character, there's usually some sort of event, some big life event that has changed their outlook. Like for example, spirited away, they're moving. Um, what is it in how's moving or Kiki's delivery service? Like what does she gets like kicked out or she wants to be a delivery. Like basically she has to move away. Um, yeah. A lot of movies. And in this honestly. movie, which in this case is also the fact that they're, they're also moving, but it's also because, the movie opens up with Mahito, his our main character, his mom basically dying in a hospital fire. Like it's assumed that she works at the hospital, and it catches fire and she dies in the blaze. Which th- this that this whole opening sequence is beautiful to look at. Like the animation is top tier. Like it's like Demon Slayer level of like fire and movement, and it's really really beautiful to watch. Yeah, and it's all. What's cool about it is it, it's all hand drawn, which you know, yes, kind of hard to find these days. Um, obviously, it's it's much easier to use the computer, but you know, Miyazaki, he's old school. So, um, it, yeah, yeah. It, and I want to I want to preface all of my negative about this movie was the animation is a ten out of ten, the voice acting is a ten out of ten, the music is a ten out of ten, the story is about a three out of ten. So. Like that's that's a solid B plus if you if you average it out right yeah for sure, um, but yeah it I believe it starts off in 1943 it's like during the Pacific War yes um, yeah yeah World War Two like Japan is just getting hot and heavy in the uh, on the Pacific front yeah yeah and so uh, his mother gets killed. actually no they're not because in, I don't think they it was 44 that they was it 44 that they bombed Pearl Harbor oh man you would know better than me. That was 1941. So yeah, we are two years into the Pacific Front. So yeah, now things things are definitely getting hot and heavy on the Pacific Front. Yeah, and and uh, of course his mom was killed in this hospital fire in Tokyo, and so his father mm-hmm. Shoichi um, actually mm-hmm. marries um, his uh, Mahito's aunt, aka his his, his mom's sister. Um, Which in the English version they don't that at all. Like at all, like yeah. they go almost out of their way for you to realize that that, like, to, for them to not tell you that that's his aunt, because even his reactions to her are just yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, you know. And she she never she never even refers to herself as his aunt, yeah, I which think, I thought was weird. I think it's like one of the old ladies in the house mentions it, and that's how I figured it out. Or yes, I heard it. I heard it from somewhere, and then like there's also the scene where like Mahito comes out of his room, and he's kind of like spying mm-hmm. on them, like. It looks like he comes home from work and they like have like a "Honey, I'm home" kind of moment. And yeah, they they have a smooth foyer. Yeah, and it seems like Mahito's kind of 
And he's definitely indifferent about it. Like it's like uh, I don't know about this. Um, but obviously he's a kid. Mm-hmm. His mother died, and now his <laughs> wife's dad kissing Aunt. <laughs> That's right. Aunt Natsuko is her name. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then you know we kind of get to see you know they move into this house. There's well, all we, well, we also find well we also find out that she's pregnant. Um, she is now pregnant with soon to be his. Okay, so Cody, this is where it gets weird. Oh yeah, like well, this is, is this like his brother cousin? You know what I mean now? Because like they're they're half brother slash cousin at this point, right? I think we just call him brother or sister for sure. <laughs> or ha- yeah, well that, but then like but I don't know, like this is and look, I get it. There's no blood relation between the aunt and the father, but. There's blood relation with the kid. So this is this is where look, I'm not gonna yuck anybody else's yum. <laughs> but but geez, like I don't know. That's that's weird to me. Like if Sam died, there's I wouldn't all of a sudden be like, oh, what's up with your sister? You know what <laughs> I mean? Like like I wouldn't I, I don't know. That that's just kind of weird. But you know, I get it, people grieve differently and you know, maybe they were brought closer together through the death of you know, whatever. But yeah, and maybe the, and I don't that- know. Maybe I got a little too hung up on that. I was like, wait a minute. That's not just his sibling. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it's definitely it's definitely weird. I mean, it was, you know, back in the in the 40s. I don't know if times were different back then. I sure hope not. But, you know, it's, <laughs> well, weird. Know. it's weird regardless. Maybe it was. I don't at it. Um, then, Chris, that's not the only other weird thing. They move into this, this estate. It's on this countryside. And there's like... Mm-hmm. They have all of these maids. It's the mom's side family's estate. Okay. Well, they just have, like, all of these... I don't know what Miyazaki's thing is with little old ladies, but there's, like, a thousand little old ladies that are, like, the maids in this place. The help, yeah. Yeah, and so they help out, take care of Natsuko, obviously. She's pregnant. Um, And they help out Maito. I mean, they just help out around the house, all all that typical stuff. Yeah. Um... And we, Mahito. And you definitely get some of the, well, in the bad, and what I really like, and some of my favorite parts of the movie were the, were the kind of low key things happening in the background. Like the reason they moved out there was the father owns a factory in that town where it looks like they're mass producing fighter planes for the war. And one of the things I really like is when they come in with like all these different foods and cigarettes, they're like, oh, wow, look at all. Can salmon, can this sugar? Oh my God, cigarettes! How'd you get those? Like, just the whole like, you, you kind of see the reality of like war rationing, which I like that that kind of stuff to me is some of the best things you can see in a movie. The stuff that's so just nonchalant and kind of throwaway from from like a dialogue standpoint. That, but it means a lot to set the tone and the context for where they're living. Like when they were going crazy over the sugar and like, oh, I get, the, I can't wait to use this or where'd you get smoke? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Like that was some of my favorite stuff in the whole movie. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and yeah, they, I think they show up with like a bag, a bunch of bags of like food and like stuff that they have. Yep. Had, like you said, um, but yep. eventually, you know, we, we're on this countryside. Mahika is going to go out and or Mahito is going to go out and adventure around a little bit. Uh, and Chris, we get our first glimpse of this this affirmant like the the heron character, right? Um, yeah, there's this gray heron. Yeah, a beautiful beautiful bird. It's a beautiful bird. 
Yeah, for a little bit. Majestic. Today, until until the old bald yeah. man crawls out of the it crawls out of its mouth. But, um, but yeah, we, yeah, we it, see, gets, it, it starts to get weird really quick. Yeah, we see the heron, and the heron's like talking to him, um, saying his name, I hate yeah, saying all kinds of weird I stuff. Like you. you've been, what, what did he say? I can't remember. It's like you've been invited to. Ah, what does he say? He's like you've been chosen for an appearance or something like that. Yes, your 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 appearance is requested. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, and so of course he he, he kind of follows and he's like, "What's going on with all this?" Um, and eventually we see this tower in the back, and Maito, of course, you know, much to the dismay of the the maids that kind of take care of the house, he, he tries to crawl into the tower, which is like he gets in there and you can see like there's this shadowy figure at the top. We come to find out later on is apparently his great uncle who like built this tower. Or it, supposedly, it fell from the sky and he built the tower around it. Yeah, oh boy, this is where shit gets weird. And he's somewhere up there going crazy, or we don't know if he's dead or alive because he, he went crazy reading all these books and yeah. whatever. Yeah, he's he's a crazy old kooky man up at the top of the tower. Um, really, the long and short of this tower, Cody, what I gathered was that this thing is like a hub between different moments in space-time. Yeah. I, like, I, these different doors will take you to different moments or maybe different timelines or, you know, whatever. That's that's the vibe I got. And, I, and it's it was all the doors that we eventually see that made me think of that. Yeah, and, it, and his aunt, or his, his new stepmom now, kind of... Kind of a, Mm-hmm. Tells him about this stuff and like about the tower and all this stuff, and it's like, huh, all right. Mm-hmm. Well, then the next day, it's it's Maito's first day at school. Pops drops him off, and of course, you know, new kid at school, and, you know. So uh, eventually, there's there's some 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 hustling that goes on with some of the newer kids. Oh like, boy, yeah, they, they get to scrapping. Yeah, they get to scrapping. Um, and he's not like beat up or anything, but then he like deliberately just like. Ashes a rock into his head. <laughs> yeah, like he's he's clearly not okay with like what's happening, right? But like they never explicitly say that he's grieving or sad or like not happy with his father's choices and moving them out. To the, you know, there, there's like he's just kind of lashing at. Yeah, it seems like he doesn't. He obviously doesn't want to be at school, and I and I guess what they want us to to gather from that is he's grieving and. You know all this stuff, which I can, mm-hmm. I I can kind of understand some symbolism there. Um, which can you blame him? I don't want to fucking go to school. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna bash my head in with a rock either. But you know, <laughs> no, not at all. Different, uh, <laughs> different, <laughs> different strokes for different folks. You know, <laughs> I, don't, I uh, suppose. But yeah, so uh, and I mean, this isn't no little cut on the head, Chris. I'm pretty sure he's got like a concussion and he is leaking blood. Oh, um, brother, he cranks that <laughs> Yeah, he is uh, He is having a... Yeah, and, and so, um, now the, you know, the, the little old maids are taking care of him and taking care of um, Natsuko, his, his stepmother. Um, and there's kind of some tension between them at different moments also. Mostly with the fact mm-hmm. that Mahito just is finding a hard time kind of accepting that this is his life now. Like his his real mom's gone. Um and this is she's yep. the she's the one. Um and then of course Chris then we have the heron while Mahito's kinda of recovering the herons busting through the window talking about that 
you know, I can help you find your your mother. She's still alive. All this other random stuff, and you know, obviously my that's where and that's where it gets kind of weird. Oh know? yeah, yeah. So Maito, of course, follows, and you know, there's we we get some whimsical Miyazaki stuff where the the frogs all climb all over him and all this stuff. Um, and I can't remember. Let's see here. Uh oh, this is where. Like we said, it gets, well, like gets kind of weird. The, the maids and auntie comes out with her bow and arrow, and yeah, Natsuko like, shows they up. They shoo the heron away. Yeah, shoots the the whistling arrow, and that scares all the creatures away. Um, which then Mahito, being a kid, you know, he's like, "Oh, I want to make my own bow and arrow." So he gets some some help from like one of the mm-hmm. local guys. I can't remember what job he does on the. Yeah, like sharpen. You use, yeah, he's like um, I don't know, but he like sharpened the knife that he had. Yeah, he he, he uh, Mahito hooks him up a, with some I cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah, What's like that? right. Yeah, because because uh, he took the because when he went to, I want to say he went to v- visit the aunt or somebody, but like took a pack of cigarettes and he, I, I I went to go pee at this moment. Oh, okay. Oh, and oh, I yeah. came back and he was in there with the guy like sharpening the knife. I, I I couldn't hold it anymore, Cody. My my old man bladder just wasn't having it. Oh, that's all right, Chris. Because you know I I I I held on till the end here. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he oh man. He he goes in to visit the aunt and because they've been asking cuz she's been like kind of like bedridden for a couple of days, but so is Mahito, so it's mm-hmm. sure. But she's she's been requesting it and he's kind of been putting it off, putting it off all this stuff. And then mm-hmm. you know, he finally goes and and eventually goes and sees the aunt, snags a pack of smokes on his way out cuz he can use that kind of as, as like a currency to get this old man to help him yeah, make that's... a bow and arrow. Um, that's prison currency, brother. Exactly. Yeah. So he gets this bow and arrow made, you know, just to kind of, cause he, he's, he doesn't like this heron. Right. Um, so he's got his own little bow and arrow, all this stuff. Um, and let's see here. Oh, he uses the arrows that he makes. He uses with some of the heron's feathers, which. Yeah. Oh, you mean the number seven flight feather? Yeah. Yeah. Some very specific magical feather off this bird. Um, Yes. And then while while he's doing that, uh, he eventually comes across. I think it's when he's making the arrows. He knocks over a stack of books and he finds um, a book that's that's titled "How Do You Live?" Which, um, Mm -hmm. if you don't know, that's the like we said at the top of this thing. That's the Japanese title, Um, and it's from his mom and. Uh, you know, you, you kind of get like this sad moment where it's like this, there's like a note in there from his mother and, and things like that, all this stuff that she had wrote. Um, and so it, it kind of, I think it's him kind of com- coming to terms with the grief and stuff and like that. Um, yeah. gets him a little choked up. Um, however, all this is interrupted, Chris, because Natsuko, um, and I, I on the... On the plot here on Wikipedia, it says estranged by Mahito's coldness. It's like, lady, his mom died, and you're mm-hmm. pregnant from his dad. So, yes. What What do you expect a little kid to do when you like? I I, I don't know. <laughs> like, like mom died, and you were immediately pregnant. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know what you expected from a child that's like going through a bunch of shit and clearly, you know, harming himself at, so he doesn't have to go to school and see other people like. I don't know. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like, but it says estranged by Mahito's coldness, she wanders off into another world, basically, is how this goes. Um, but Mahito sees her, 
like heading off into the forest. Well, like, well, well but that's weird, Cody, because like last thing I remember him talking to her was like she was laying in bed like sick. Yeah, and then like, she like how can you how can she be estranged by coldness when like you're half fucking unconscious? Yeah, you wanted him to come visit you. He finally visited you, and then he did, and then you fucking run off, and then you run off into Neverland. <laughs> you goofy bitch. Um, and yeah, and so unreal. And so all the maids are freaking out. They're trying to figure out where she went. All this stuff, and you, you know the we we eventually like the heron's dicking around and you know trying to get him to follow him. And so Maito was like, "All right, I know where she went. She went into this forest." Blah blah blah. And the one little old lady is it? Um, what's the one, Chris? It's she's played by oh. By Florence Pugh. By Florence Pugh, yeah. I don't know her It begins name. with an M, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. The, one, the one who ends up going with him. Is it Kiriko? Is that it? Kimiko. Kimiko. Kimiko? Is that he, it? Either Kimiko or Himiko. Something like that. Okay. Well, regardless, the one old lady goes with him, uh, like, follows, and then they get into this, you know, they're going through the forest, they get up to, like, another part of the tower... And they're let in, and the heron's like, I'll be your guide. And he's, you know, he's kind of being like, you don't know if you can trust him, but you're, the movie's getting a little bit more whimsical and magical here. Um, and so he, he follows the heron. Um, eventually, kind of, we get to a point where we see my, or, yeah, Mahito's mother is like laying there on this bed, like his actual mother. And so he goes over to like, yeah. obviously it's his mom, and of course she just like, melts away into this liquid and obviously he's pissed off at the heron and, and the heron's like I worked so hard to make that yeah and and so like the heron like starts to transform we start to see like earlier in the movie we also got to see like parts of him like kind of like, like he's got like this fat fucking nose he looks like he looks like a like a Miyazaki movie old woman you know what I mean <laughs> like like the old woman in spirited away like big nose, little eyes, tiny legs. Like it almost looks like there's a person wearing a heron costume, which is basically it's what, kind of what this looks like. Yeah, it's basically what it is. And so, of course, he he, mm-hmm. he shoots his arrow and hits through the beak of the heron, and um, which is which I thought this part was kind of cool, right? Because the uh, he he tries to shoot the heron, and the heron's like, "Oh, you, you if you if you tr- if you shoot that at me, be prepared because I'm going to rip your face off." Well, he shoots and misses, but because the arrow has his number seven flight feather on it, which up until now we didn't know was the fucking thing, yeah. it like the arrow's like following the heron around, and then it eventually gets him right up in the beak, which prevents him from flying. But the number seven feather prevents him from. I, I, I don't know, brother. Yeah, Chris. When they when they said the number seven, I was like, okay, whatever. You you're just picking. Like, <laughs> They're just making shit up, but it's like whatever. Um, eventually, um, we see this this shadowy figure appear at the top, and he kind of just tells the bird enough, like quit dicking around. Guide him, um, yeah, yeah. Got guide Mahito, and then him, Kiriko or Kimiko. I think it's mm-hmm. Kimiko, but it's probably Kiriko in the yeah. in the Japanese version. I don't know. Regardless, um, they all like sink into the floor, and um. From here on out, everything is fucking weird. Um, yeah, like he meets up with a young version of Kimiko, 
at like this graveyard where like all of these fucking like seagulls like push him through. Then they go on like this dilapidated ship where like, uh, uh, well, okay. <laughs> then we have the fucking sperm that flow up, <laughs> but get eaten by the seagulls. But then like we see his mom as a kid and she just burns everything. Um, I, Cody, I don't even fucking know yeah, what is from here on out. I don't fucking know what's happened. And I wish you were like, what you, what you, what you all, everything you just said, Chris, like none of it is really explained. Like at, at all. Yeah. And I mean, like, we, just like, we, we end up in like this yeah. water world. He, he goes to this graveyard, gets attacked by pelicans. Then a younger Kimiko, who's like this fisherman. Pirate almost. Yeah. yeah. Like and, and swashbuckling fisherman. Yeah, and she's catching this big fish to feed to these little... <laughs> feed the little cloud sperm yeah, the, things. The Wara Wara, which are... Yeah. Chris, at this point, I was like, is this like some weird take on like the stork that like delivers babies? Like the that old like... Well, see, that's what I thought, because I thought those birds were storks until I was like, oh no, those are fucking like pelicans. But yeah, they're just regular pelicans. Because I literally... <laughs> so Miranda, she came and saw this movie with me, and I'm like... I think I was like, is this like a because obviously once we get into the magic world, the movie just fucking goes bonkers and they're just drawing yeah. just to draw, like and nothing makes sense yeah. and they don't explain any of you it. Draw like you've never drawn before. Like you you get some really it. iconic moments where he like cuts open the fish and all the guts spill out and it's like, wow, that looks incredible. Yeah. But what the fuck are we doing here? Why? Like, yes. What's happening? Um. Yeah. These war war like fly up. And then, like, the pelicans swooping and grabbing. I'm like, I, yeah, because I, I literally turned Wara, and I, go, Wara, I, I was like, are the, is that sperm? And are those storks? But I'm trying not to be loud in the movie yeah. theater. But I, and she's like, I have no fucking idea. I'm like, yeah, because, okay, like, cool. the I'm whole glad, thing behind glad the Wara, we're all in the same boat they, here. <laughs> yeah, because, like, after they eat, they go up to the world, and that's each one of those represents a soul being born. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, Kimiko. Seagulls actually, come and just eat them. Like, yeah. to eat them to kill them. Yeah, she explains it, that, like, they're flying up to become people on Earth. And I'm like, okay, so this is, like, they're... <laughs> we were watching flying sperm. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> we were watching some ethereal <laughs> being just blow its fucking load. And and these, these seagulls are swallowers. <laughs> but, Cody, this is where it gets weird. They're like, no, stop the seagulls. But then, like, they look over and there's this girl who is like, engulfed in flames like human torch style yeah. and my first thought is well and my first thought immediately was well that's his mom clearly um just because of the the fire reference and she just starts burning everything like kills everything the seagulls and the wara wara yeah and and it's uh, like well what the fuck why, why did you why did you do that yeah i don't understand any of it but there but then like himiko's like Glad that she's there, and, and she goes by Himi. I believe it, Himiko, I think, is her yes. full name. Mm -hmm. I think was the name of the mom. Lady Himi, I think, is what, yeah. They call her, like, Lady Himi or something like that. See, but his mom's name is Hisako, so it's like, I don't know. <laughs> they don't they make it easy for you to draw these lines. You just see fire, and you're they like, don't. oh, mom's probably cool with fire, because, well, that's how she, uh, yeah. she, she got in gold. That's how she got blasted. But why that's different in the past time in this magical world i don't know but you know chris we're just no we're just here we, we thought it was the storks coming to swoop in and deliver babies we were clearly wrong because here comes 
the fucking human torch to fucking burn it all down. Um, yeah, just, just literally burning it all to the ground. And one of the pelicans, you know, barely alive, it kind of starts to talk to um, <clears throat> Mahito, and he's like, you know, this is our only source of food, so, like, why, why is she, mm-hmm. like, burning us? And we, the audience, are like, I don't know, but I hope we find out. <laughs> we won't. So... Go ahead and <laughs> go ahead and forget that ever even happened. That entire scene doesn't fucking yep. matter. Um, why? Like, because yeah, we we are we are so far removed from that at this point that it does that very quickly. We remove ourselves from this whole thing. Yeah, and um, I'm trying to think of what else. I, oh, and back at like Kimiko's house, um, she has all these old wooden figures that are all the maids that like Mahito sleeps around, and it, like. Why she has those figures or knows who those people are in this world, like, like she shouldn't have that information, or... I, I, I don't know, dude. Mm-hmm. There's so many things that are happening in this that just make no fucking sense. Um, Not a lick. But eventually, you know, Mahito and uh, the Heron go off on this... The Heron, who is now, like, this bald, old guy kind of wearing parts of the Heron. Like, he's still got the feet, but... Yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's, it's like he's literally just wearing a Heron costume. Yeah, and so um, eventually Maito, um like sharpens down some wood to plug his beak that way he can fly again, and he turns into his like mm-hmm. Aaron self again. Like they they kind of become pals throughout this whole movie. Yeah, um, very begrudgingly because like he makes his what may he, like right off the bat he's like just no we are not friends we are not allies. Yeah, um, but which it, which changes very quickly. Yeah, which it, you know it it happens in a bunch of movies. Classic, like they they start yeah. off as enemies become friends. Um, yeah, and then uh, we get attacked. Then Chris, you know, more even more birds because Hayao Miyazaki hates birds. Apparently, the 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 God, parakeets God. show up, and, and you know, once again, <sighs> the Human Torch <laughs> Himi shows up and just fucking uh, basically saves Mahito. Um, and then like she, I I want to say she says like take my hand or something, and they just get teleported. Through the fireplace to another place, and they're in like mm-hmm. her house. Her house, and it's like, but that's it's like close to the tower where he was at initially, and then it's like, well, he can go home, but she's like, well, let me show you the door you can go into to go home, and instead of saying okay, but of course, obviously, he's got to save his uh, his aunt stepmom, yeah, before yeah. he can truly go home. Yeah, and so he's like, well, I'm not going to go home yet. We got to. You know, I, I want to get home, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, well, at first they, like, walk through the door. I, I Don't they, like... I think they walk out the door for a second, but before it closes, like, his dad sees him and goes, and the maids see him, and then they're like, sorry, Dad, I can't come back right now, and he runs back in. I'm pretty sure that's how it goes. Yeah. So his dad's, yeah. like... Because him and the maids, we, we kind of flash back and forth. Him and the maids have obviously been, like, looking, like, non-stop, and there's, like, mm-hmm. nothing they can really do, obviously. Um, and so, <laughs> then Chris, so now there's parakeet guards that are all over the place, and I know none of this makes sense as I explain it, because no. none of it will make sense if you watch it this just movie. It doesn't. Exactly. Um, and, they're, and they're trying to get to where Natsuko is. Um, they, they, obviously, he's trying to just save a stepmom. You know, <laughs> get the crown, save the town, Mr. Krabs. Um, classic. And so, you know, they're dodging all these these parakeet guards and all this stuff that make no fucking sense. Um, and he finally gets to Natsuko, who's in this delivery room. Um, 
and he gets in there, and she's like, I hate you, get out of here. Like, just for no reason, she's just extremely angry and violent towards him, and then, like, all these, like, whimsical papers, like, fly and, like, every just throws them out of the room. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, and, like, Hemi, like, burns all the all the paper that gets thrown at him, or whatever it is. It says paper on the wiki page. I, it was just flying animated objects. Um, she burns it yeah. all up. <laughs> and... But why she hates her child, who's <laughs> been through all of this stuff, I... I will never understand, but he, like, he he does say that he does refer to her as his mom at that point. Mm-hmm. But she still hates him, so I, whatever, we'll put a pin in that. Because, I don't know, man. Chris, it's time to move on to the next, uh, <laughs> the Wacky next part of fucking Dreamland, uh, as they're walking through. And keep in mind, when they're walking through all of these places, it's like, oh, a hallway, oh, outer space, oh, a jungle, oh, the ocean, oh outer space, or a hallway, like, nothing fucking, ma- like, they're just, dr- I told you this earlier, I messaged you, I was like, yeah, they're, they're just dr- drawing shit, they're just drawing just to draw, like, we get it, you guys are mm-hmm. incredible animators, and Hayao Miyazaki's the goat, but like, <laughs> at some point, <laughs> you gotta be like, hey brother, nobody walks through this, like, sun sunny hallway, and then ends up in outer space in the very next corridor, like, that's not how, yeah, not how this fucking what? works, really? <laughs> Like, you're already telling you the know, most outlandish story ever, um, but... Yeah, because, Cody, at this point, I've been lost for about 60 minutes in yeah, this movie. Yeah and, th- yeah, and this isn't, like, a short little trip through whimsical land. No, like, this, this, this movie's this a solid two hours. Like, when we leave where um, Kimiko and, and, and the sperm and the birds and all that stuff were, mm-hmm. like, when we go to the next part, like, when Himi takes us to her house, it feels like an entirely different movie. It's like... All that yeah. you just watched doesn't fucking matter at all, and it will not be brought up again whatsoever. And you're like, because it isn't because yeah. we never because we never see young Him- uh, Kimiko again. Yeah, like it, like we I think we see her for a brief second when we when everybody goes back through their doors to back to the real world for. Yes, yes, very briefly. But like she's she is gone, <laughs> um, and then mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think of. Well, because okay. really all that happens here is oh, okay. oh, oh, so, so his the, mom is now captured, like his real mom as a child is now captured by the fucking parakeet king. Where did this guy come from? Oh, I mean, Chris, there's a bunch of parakeets. There has to be this. this the parakeet pit. king, which is masterfully voiced by Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah, we also get like a, a dream sequence, I guess, before that, which I, it's hard to tell what's a dream and what's not in this world. Um, but... Thank goodness we have this Wikipedia article here, but apparently in a dream is when Mahito meets his granduncle, the wizard, at the top of the thing. He's got this... Oh, yeah, yeah He's I got know. this stack of toy he's blocks. building blocks. I mean, he's stacked this so fucking poorly. Like, this thing should not be standing, um, but uh, it's it's representing this world he's created. And he has to, like, stack it, like, every three days or something, or it gets destroyed, or the parakeets take over. Something like that. Because it's never really explained, Cody. We're yeah, just like, whatever, he dude. Needs, he needs another person from his bloodline, which obviously Maito is part of this bloodline, um, mm-hmm. to to kind of like take over um, his his works here. Um, which, but but I also can't recall, Cody. Did they ever give us a reason why they specifically wanted to be Mahito? 
Well, it's just because he's a member of the bloodline. That's all. Like, why, why it skipped a generation or a, an uncle or two? Or well, that's not really Usi. That's not really Usi of him, is it? Wasn't very Usi at all of them, Chris. Um, no, not and, at all. You know, uh, Mahito tells him that the, the blocks are infused with malice, which who knows where he got that information from? I don't remember because I was so busy trying to figure out what happened in the last Brother, my, my face this whole time is the julia roberts with all the math ha- happening <laughs> behind her like it's literally my face for the entire back half of this movie yeah um but you know eventually uh let's see here i'm trying to think we get captured by i'm trying to think man we're, we're well, after... well, it's, well it's like well he was he was captured by the parakeets and like he's cap- like they both get captured by the parakeets. Him and the heron. The right? heron saves him. Yeah, the heron comes. No, it's him and him and his mom get captured. The heron comes and saves him, and then they try to go find his mom, who is being paraded through the streets by the parakeet king on their way to go talk to the 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 the, the temple master or the the tower master. And um, and they start following the parakeet king, but he's like cutting the bridge out behind him, and it's like. I, I, well, I, I don't know. That's right. And I forgot the parakeet king was also like hailing them before he captured his mom. And that's when we get mm-hmm. like the crazy corridors. Like, oh, they're walking through space. Nobody's like asking any questions. It's like, whatever. Yeah. And then they're walking on water and on these blocks. And I'm like, what am I fuck? Like, they're just like, Studio Ghibli, as good as they are at animating, like, the, the story just. Is gone. Like they are just drawing. Yeah, what we're watching drawing, is making like, no sense. Yeah, like I, and like, and unfortunately, none of this makes any sense because Cody. The way this movie kind of wraps up from here is he goes back. He actually talks to his uncle, his great uncle in real life, and like, th- but the parakeet king shows up and like ruins everything, and then like the world starts to be destroyed. So now they've got to run back to their doors while the world's being destroyed around them. We don't know why. We, but next thing we know, they get out to their doors and they're everybody's just getting shit on by small, normal-sized parakeets. <laughs> yeah, like there's a moment. So like he, he, the parakeet king's chopping down the pathway behind him. He eventually makes it up with the help of the heron. Finally, gets up to his uncle, or his uncle in this world. And the uncle basically is like, "I want you to take over and create your own world to prevent or." You know, pr- to prevent this world from like being destroyed, Maito's like, "No, I'm just here to save my mom, who hates me, but I'm gonna save her because when I save her, she won't hate me." Um, who knows why? <laughs> Don't worry, none of that will be answered. Um, and so, you know, he eventually kind of like tells the old wizard, his great uncle, or whatever. I don't even know what to, like. He's like, nah, I ain't doing that. Um, and yeah, and then they, 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 you know, Chris, we've got five minutes to wrap the movie up. So, you know, the that's twi- when the Parakeet King shows up and just wrecks everything. Yeah. Just the, the world. He, he, he tries to stack the tower himself, which immediately crumbles. And then the whole world just starts to just, just disintegrate around them. Yeah. And so Maito and Himi and Birdman. I like how Wikipedia calls him Birdman, but it's the Heron. <laughs> yeah. but, the, but of course, like the, the the aunt wakes up and she's like trudging through the sewers, and I think I forget who finds her and brings Kimiko. her. It, it's just it, it's, yeah. it's Kimiko who why she's there I don't know, but um, 
and then like it's like at this moment is when Mahito's like, "Oh, Himi's my mom." I'm like, "Well, Himi's not your mom's name, so whatever." Yeah. Um, maybe she's got a an alter ego in in the fake world here. Um. Uh. I I, I don't know. Mahito basically is like, "Yeah, you're you're gonna die, or you die in a fire." So R.I.P. Um. And you know, she's like, like, "Well, I have to go this way. It doesn't matter. I got this. Is my world. This is my door. That's where I've got to go." Yeah, it's and like, it's like it's very monster. All these doors. I'm like, is this monster? Whatever. Inc. Like the worst version of Monsters Inc. ever. Everybody's got to go back through their doors to get everything back. Um, and so of course Natsuko goes back through a door. Mahito goes through the door. Um, they all get shit on why, by parakeets. Why Natsuko's not being a fucking bitch at this point? I don't understand. Um. Mm-hmm. And then, oh, and Kimiko goes back as well, which she's an old lady in the other world. And then um, the parakeets become regular parakeets and just shit all over everybody. And yeah. we're, not, we're not like, <laughs> you know, we, we can be a little, uh, <laughs> we exaggerate a lot on this podcast, Chris, because we have fun here. Um, but this is the truth. This is this scene no is literally just thousands Everybody's of covered in bird shit. shitting on a bunch of old ladies and our yeah, main cast. All of our cast is covered. They are covered in bird shit. Yeah. Before, like, and and then Cody, then what's crazy is I think it cuts to like two years later. I think because they're leaving the estate to go back to Tokyo, and. Mahito leave, he 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 get he grabs his bag, leaves his room, shuts the door behind him. The end. Like literally, the screen turns blue and the credits start to roll. Yeah, and brother, I wish I, I couldn't could. have gotten out of my seat any faster. Yeah, like, <laughs> like I, brother, I I didn't understand it at all. Um, when they, also while they're Brother, being, I had to pee while, a second time during the movie. <laughs> while they're being, um, while they're being, when, they, when the world was, crum- while, mm-hmm. while they're being shit on. By the way, um, Mahito, he actually brought that wooden doll of Kimiko that Kimiko had. Why she had it, I don't know. But when he gets back, that's what turns into the old Kimiko. She pops out of her his pocket as yeah. her, yeah. Um, and then like it's literally like the credits have to roll, guys. Um, and that we're going back to Tokyo. Why are we going back to Tokyo? Who gives a shit? Doesn't matter. <laughs> he leaves the room. It's over. And that's I, it. He just leaves the room. Roll credits. And I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm like, "What the fuck did?" I? And the person next to me, the chick the, on on the opposite side of me, she's like, turns mm-hmm. to her friend and goes, "I wish we would have left an hour ago." <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad you said that because I had to pee a second. I had to pee a second time during the movie, and. Mm. I, I want to say it was like it was like right before they got captured by the parakeets and stuff. I almost just I was like I could leave now and like go get Taco Bell with my Taco Bell gift card right. and just yeah. go home and be happy. But I didn't. I was like, "Fuck! I've got to finish this for the cast, dude." But yes, no, I I 100% agree. I almost left the theater myself. Like it just I I don't understand so much of this. Like movie and now it just wasn't a good movie. And like, let's go over. I'm gonna go over. You know, granted, we always have our qualms with um, uh, with Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb. But like, 
like all of these reviews I'm seeing of like positive reviews and are, they don't like even go over anything. It's like fans of Studio Ghibli and storytelling in general are in for another classic. Like that doesn't tell me fucking anything about what you watched. And it's just like them paying homage well, to tell, Ghibli. They tell me they haven't watched the movie. Yeah, they're paying homage to like Ghibli and what he's done in the past and all this stuff. But like then you like read an honest review and it's like like Viewers are given little reason to care about what's happening here. Um, like, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Beautifully animated, disturbingly weird. Like, people don't understand. And then you'll see, like, it's like five stars. This is just overwhelming. But that's five stars. Like, how is that five stars? Like, what does that mean? Like, um, some parts of the movie is a little confusing, but overall it was beautiful. Like, yeah, like, people just don't understand. Sure, it was... Like, they're trying to be nice to to Miyazaki, mm-hmm. but they have like none of your questions that you were asking the whole time you're watching. You're like, okay, why is his mom like this fire lady in this other world? Who mm-hmm. cares? Doesn't matter. Whimsical Studio Ghibli. Okay, well, why is there this parakeet king that wants to destroy the world that he lives in? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Studio Ghibli whimsical stuff. Uh, like you can't just use that excuse for everything happening. Or like when Mahito finally found his stepmom to come save her, and she's like, "I fucking Why hate, she hate I him? hate you. Get out." It's like, what? You wanted Why? to be close with this kid who you were a horrible mother to. Yeah, literally <laughs> the last the last <laughs> conscious thought you had of this kid was you want him to visit you and see you. And then he, yeah, like this this movie was it was just bad. This was just a bad movie. And then she hates him, but then at the end, when the world's crumbling, it's like, oh, we gotta get back home. Okay, everybody's happy? Alright, cool. Alright, uh, two years later, here's your um, your brother cousin. <laughs> two years later, roll the credits. Yeah, like, it just, it was all over the place. It feels like an incomplete story, or they were trying to tell, like, multiple different stories, and none of it was cohesive at all. Um, and, like, I'm sorry, if I'm reviewing a movie, like I could be like, yeah, the movie looked great. Movie sounded great. Music was great. But like when you have a shitty story that doesn't make any sense and I'm leaving the theater like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like it was we had a coherent story for thirty minutes and then an hour and a half of just Bullshit. Nothing with more questions than answers. Like, that's getting at best a two star review if I'm reviewing on Rotten Tomatoes, which I never would because I'm I'm a human being, um, <laughs> and I'm not one of these fucking degenerates. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like it just it doesn't make fucking sense, man. The movie sucked. Um, it wasn't good. You can always just, call it. It just pretty, wasn't good. And... Yeah, like, it, and and I get it that a lot of these critics they want to keep like a, a for whatever reason a good reputation with Hayao Miyazaki. Like, you got to call out a bad movie when it's bad. Like, and. He's got, and it's fine. He, he's, he's, he hasn't struck out yet. This is his first. This is his first miss. Yeah, it happens. It happens. Yeah, and and I go to Reddit reviews, and it's like people are like, "Oh yeah, it's talking about Miyazaki and his his this this person that was in his life that he looked up to, and his dad at a military factory." And it's like, okay, if you wanted me to know all of that, me just as a regular person going into the theater, or any average schmuck who doesn't watch a lot of anime, but they're like, oh, there's this animated movie, It's it hit number one in the box office, let's go see what this is all about. Any regular audience members going in like, what the fuck did I just watch? Like, 
Yeah. They're not going to understand all of this random symbolism and nonsense because that's quite frankly what it was. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know where these good reviews are coming from. Um, I don't know, man. It was just not good. It just wasn't good. It just wasn't a good movie. There's just no two ways to it. And there, and there's people defending it and talking like, but they're defending it on things that the movie didn't tell us about. Like they're like, it, ah, bro, it just it drives me nuts, man. Yeah, just a bad movie. But with 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 all that heat, Cody, and that being said, where's this going to end up on your rankings? Ah, oh, man, let me uh, let me take a look here, Chris. We got fifty one films we've covered, and this was one of the worst. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to put it lower than I initially said. I'm actually going to put mine. I'm putting it right under Project Echo. It's my new number forty five. Yeah, brother, this is going to be pretty low. Because, like, when I think about, like, movies that I didn't like or didn't really enjoy, um, I'm thinking of movies like, you know, like... Like, I, like I'm, Soul Station. I'm thinking of, well, like, even that, like, I could... I sort of understood, like, at least they were telling... It was a shitty story, but at least it was a story nonetheless. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking of movies like Drifting Home, like... Mm-hmm. I, I thought that movie sucked um, but like even like when I think of the Seven Deadly Sins movies like even if I didn't like them and I hated where the story went and I thought they were pointless like at least I could understand okay Meliodas and the gang gotta fight those bad guys and when they fight the bad guys they get to go home cool got it this was like Sick. why is this kid's mom hate him when she wants him to be around like <laughs> and, yeah. and then don't worry we won't explain any of it so it doesn't matter anyhow it's Perfect. Yeah, I'm sure he overcame his grief by telling some old man that, hey, I'm not going to create your fantasy world, which is kind of like the shtick that all the Redditors that are defending this movie are like, yeah, see, he he was willing to accept the real world. And I'm like, like, no, (laughs) no, he just was going there to save his mom and ended up seeing a bunch of weird shit going on and was like, what the fuck's happening here? I gotta yeah, get home. I, I don't. I want to go home. Yeah, like I don't want to. Did you expect him to want to get fucking attacked by parakeets and shit on his whole life? Like, I, yeah, I, I don't understand what they were seeing, but um, yeah, I don't either. Dude, this movie sucked. Um, yeah, it wasn't good. I don't know where I'm gonna put this, man. There's some of these that I've been separated from for a long time. Um, like I really hated the Eden of the East movies. And we're not fans of The Girl Who Left Through Time, which another movie that people tend to enjoy and really love. Um, and they're wrong. You know, it's fine. I'm going to put this... I'm gonna put, it's going to be my new 46. I'm going to put it below the Seven Deadly Sins movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's unfortunate, man, because... Uh, I don't know. I Like... Obviously, it's a Studio Ghibli movie, so we're excited to go see it, and then we go see it, and it's like, the movie sucked, and you go read the reviews, and it's like, 99 on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like, ow, ow, and they're like, they did it again, and that's their review. It's like, no, they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Brother, you, you must have watched this, uh, you must have been watching a different movie. Yeah, like, you must have got the extended edition, because... I felt like there was just so much missing from this movie. There was, and like it just felt disjointed and jumbled. And truth be told, I, I'll probably watch it again when it, when it, when I can watch it at home. But I'm, 
I don't. I genuinely just do not care about this one. And I and I've heard there's things that are like, yeah. I I so Chris, I usually whenever there's any like shock like this, I usually go to the movie reviews on YouTube, and a lot of people were kind of saying the same things we were like, it was great, and then they went to the magic world, and then I didn't understand anything that was happening, Ugh. and like, like okay, cool. So there are humans out there in the world. That's good. Yep. That aren't just like glazing Hayao Miyazaki. Um, and then I went to Chris Stuckman, who's another YouTube reviewer. He does like little 10 minute reviews. I usually watch a bunch of his stuff, um, especially if he's mm-hmm. covered anything we've covered on the cast, just to hear his thoughts and get another opinion. Sure. And the first time he said he, he went and saw the movie, he didn't understand a lot of it. And then like the second movie, like or the second time he said he could enjoy it a little bit more and kind of like understand a little bit more. But there's still too many things that are just unanswered. And I... We can only give the, oh, it's Ghibli, it's whimsical bullshit excuse so many times before it's like... Yeah, it only goes so far. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I can be like, I don't need to know why there was a bunch of frogs that climbed on Mahito. Like, I'm good. That's just yeah. whimsical Miyazaki bullshit. I don't care. But, like, when you don't answer any of the questions, <laughs> and then you just like, fuck it, uh, we have to roll the credits now. Um, it's... I no excuse for that. And, and you know, uh, when I saw my brother for the holidays, he had just seen the movie the night before, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, well, how was it? He goes, dude, it's really good. Like, the build-up is great, and then it's not. And I was like, damn, all right. Well, that's kind of disappointing, but all right, I'm 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 still going to go see it. I already got my, you know, regardless, I'll go see it and let, let him know my thoughts. But yeah, like, first 30 minutes, you're like, oh, kid kind of struggling with grief, kind of dealing with this new situation. How's he going to deal with it? How's he going to overcome it? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and then we watched the other hour and a half of the movie, and we're like, okay, so how's he going to overcome the grief? Um, he's not? Okay, all right. Uh, Got it. Makes oh, sense. Oh, the credits are here. Okay, all right. Well, at least it's over. Like, at least it's over. Um, I'll buy this movie just so I can have it in my Ghibli collection. Um. But it's just it's just a head scratcher, man. Like how how this movie is getting these like rave reviews, and I'm like, like <laughs> there's, I don't get it. There's just no coherent story being told here, and like the people that are comparing it to Miyazaki's life, like I I don't know what kind of world you thought Miyazaki lived in, or like what kind of symbolism you think you're understanding, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. Um. It looks nice. That's that's about it. So, yeah, it'll be my... That's as far as I'll go. It'll be my 46. Chris, what did you say you're putting it at? At your 45? Uh, 45, yeah. Below Project Echo, I believe? Yep. Okay. Um, but yeah, man, just unfortunate, but it is what it is. You know, they can't all be... You know, he's still one of the greatest, if not the greatest animator of all time. Um, definitely... Uh, you know, if if this is his indeed his last movie, which we've heard that over and over again for the last Mid-time. fifty fucking years, um, or that he's retiring or coming out of retirement, I don't believe any of those articles because they're all bullshit. Um, if this is the one he ends on, um, he ended on a fucking shit out stain. Yeah, yeah, this was not the one to end on. I will say that. Um, no. That's that's where we're putting it. It's one of our lowest-rated movies. It's definitely by far our lowest-rated Studio Ghibli movie, and yeah, it's just a bummer, man. We we were really excited about this one, and 
didn't deliver. So, no, not at all. It is what it you is. Hate to see it. But yeah, Chris, I I think that's pretty much all I got for this week. I, I I've rambled my hatred towards this movie enough. Um, yeah, it's just it's a shame. And like I said, I I didn't like it, but I'm not gonna I'm not going to. Like I said, the man's entitled to a strikeout, right? Like he oh, yeah. he, he hadn't had one yet, so it, it just wasn't a good movie. And I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm not gonna I'm I'm not gonna try to defend it. Um, uh, maybe next time it'll be maybe next time it'll be better. That's just, that's about all I can about all I can say. Yeah, and yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's you know there's there's different Miyazaki movies and Ghibli movies that people don't like, but this is. I mean, from the ones I've seen, and I've seen just about all of them, uh, this is my least favorite, and that's yeah, bummer to say. Bummer to say, but you know, I'll give it a rewatch when it goes on like HBO Max or whatever streaming service picks yeah, it up. I'll give it another. I'll, I'll definitely check it out again at some point. But... And maybe it gets better. And if it does, you know, we'll be sure to mention it on the cast. Be like, hey, yeah, you know, if we're wrong, we're Wasn't wrong. Wasn't bad the second time around. But yeah, there's way too many questions that go unanswered, and way too many things that are just like what's happening here? And they're like, don't worry about it because we're moving on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking, bad movies, bad. Yeah. Speaking of moving on, Chris, we are moving on to next week because we are going to be covering the, 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 the latter half of Vinland Saga season two, the final 12 episodes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll be covering that. And then like we said at the top of this thing, you Hawk show live action is up after that. Um, so we will have a new poll next week. Probably a movie poll, I would say, since we're doing back-to-back shows. Um, so Chris, think of some movies that you want to watch for this new year. We'll have our, our resolutions and you know some goals yeah. for us for the new year and all that all that fun stuff. Um, but yeah, guys, that's going to do it for us this week on Shonen and Suds. My name is Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And as always, have a safe holiday and a happy new year.